Welcome to today's program. This is Rick Renner, and today I'm going to continue to teach my brand new series called The Point of No Return. And today I have a surprise for you, which I'll tell you about in just a moment. But right now I'm teaching this brand new series about how to launch out and tackle your next new assignment with courage and common sense. And today we're going to talk about two traits you have to have to do anything God calls you to do. And if you're going to pass the point of no return, the point of no turning back, you have to have these two vital traits. But please remember that we want to pray for you. We do. So call us. Call us right now. Just pick up your phone, dial the number, and let us know how we can pray for you. I guarantee you we really are a praying ministry, and we'll put our faith out there with you for God to move mightily in your life. Maybe you'd prefer to send an email. The moment your email shows up in our inbox, we're going to release our faith, and Jesus is going to hear us and answer us. Amen. But hey, we're offering you my brand new series called The Point of No Return, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And at the end of today's program, my announcer will tell you how you can get these and other things as well. And today we're offering you my book called The Point of No Return, How I Love This Book. And today, here's the surprise, it's free. One book per household, today only. If you'll give us a call or go online, you can get your copy of The Point of no return for free. We just want to sow it into your life because we want you to launch out and do whatever it is that God has told you to do. And I know this book is going to be an encouragement to you. Amen. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey, reach for your Bible. And today, we're going to return to Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 1. But when you come to Joshua chapter 1, the people of Israel were really in a state of crisis because Moses died. And when Moses died, they lost a friend, they lost a pastor, and they lost their contact with God. What do I mean by that? If the people wanted to say something to God, they said it to Moses and Moses relayed the message to God. And by the way, if God wanted to speak to the people, he didn't speak directly to the people. He spoke to Moses and Moses relayed the message to the people. And so when Moses died, they felt they had lost their contact with God. And not only that, Moses had brought down the plagues upon Egypt it was Moses who, with the rod of God in his hand, parted the Red Sea. Would there ever be another leader like Moses? And when you read Deuteronomy chapter 34, it says the people of Israel were in such distress about Moses' death that they laid in the plains of Moab and wept for 30 days. Making it even more tragic was that God took the body of Moses and hid it. And I told you earlier, I believe that God hid it because if they knew where it was, they would have built a big tomb around it, probably would have camped around it, they would have constructed the city of Moses, and they would have stopped in their walk of faith. Just like many people who stop around dead memories of a past move of God, they just camp around it, they talk about how wonderful it was when God has moved on and He's already doing something else. And God did not want them to stop in their walk of faith, so He took the body of Moses and he hid it, and it's never been found to this very day. But let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Now, 
after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. I just want to make a comment. Notice that Joshua is called the son of Nun. By this time, he is not a teenager. This is a man well advanced in years, yet he's still called the son of Nun. And then it says Moses' minister. I personally believe that God had watched how Joshua had responded to his own father's authority, how he'd submitted to his father. He was still known as the son of Nun. And when God saw how he responded to his father's authority, he knew this was a man who would qualify to serve a great man like Moses. And he became Moses' minister, which could be translated associate, assistant. It could even be translated as the word servant. And we know that Joshua did a lot of menial things, probably did a lot of things that he thought was below him, but he did it faithfully and he did it for 40 years. He went through good times with Moses. He went through bad times with Moses. He saw Moses in glorious moments. And because he was Moses' assistant, he was in the tent with Moses where others couldn't go. He saw bad moments with Moses. And in discouraging moments when he was fed up with Moses, he could have written a tell-all book called The Secret Life of Moses. It would have been a bestseller among the Israelites. But he kept his mouth shut. He lived in the shadow of Moses and he served faithfully. And I'm sure that during all those years, he was probably wondering, will I ever be Moses? Will I ever be the leader? And when Moses died, suddenly God knew immediately who to choose because he'd been watching Joshua's faithfulness for 40 years. And that's why the word of the Lord came to Joshua. God does not choose people by accident. Then we read in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. That was the prophetic word that launched his ministry. This is the point of no return. The clock cannot be turned back. And then he immediately says, now therefore, Arise, this is time for you to step up to the plate. You've prayed about it and prayed about it. You've prepared and prepared. Now it's time for you to take action. And we've seen that there's a time to pray and there's a time to act. And if you pray and pray and pray and the time to act comes and you say, hey, give me more time to pray, that opportunity may pass to somebody else. This was his moment to arise and notice the task that was given to him. Arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people under the land, which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And of course, his first assignment was monumental because the Jordan River was at flood stage at this moment. It would have been much easier for Joshua to begin his leadership with a smaller task. But God knew he needed something hard to really show that he was a man of God. And when they put their feet into the Jordan River and it parted, guess what? The people said, wow, God is with him as he was with Moses. And not only that, Joshua got a new boost of confidence because he saw, I'm really hearing from the Lord. I guarantee you when he saw those waters part, it meant as much to Joshua as it did to the people. But God says, I'm going to give you land. And I've told you the typical charismatic response would be hip, hip, hooray. God's giving us the land. We take it by faith. But hey, God said something else. In verse three, he said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. God did not just say, I'm giving you the land. He said, you've got to get involved. It will be yours when you put 
your foot on it. And by the way, he said, every place you put the sole of your foot, which means God was only going to give them their promise one step at a time. Mm. I found this has been true in my life. It's true in your life as well. God never gives us everything at once. We're not able to handle it. But God gives us his promise one step at a time. And if God had just dropped the whole land of promise into their laps at one time, they would not have been prepared to manage it. They wouldn't know anything about what they had received. They wouldn't have known about the benefits. They wouldn't have known about the challenges. They wouldn't have known about the giants. They would have been completely unprepared. But by giving them their dream one step at a time, they mastered the first step and learned something about the land. Then when they took the next step, they mastered that step and they learned something else about the land. And step after step, finally they walked across the land. And by the time they got to the far extreme end of the land, they knew everything about that land. Now they were really in a position to occupy it and to manage it. And this is the way that God moves in our life. And it's really the wisdom of God so that we're not overwhelmed. We need to take the promise we need to take the dream one step at a time. That's the way we built our ministry in the former Soviet Union. When God told me to take television into every home in the former Soviet Union, it came one step at a time. And with every step, I learned something very, very significant that I needed for the next step. If I hadn't taken the first step, I wouldn't have been prepared for the second step. And step after step after step after step, we covered the entire length and breadth of the former Soviet Union, and we're still broadcasting today, and today we're even broadcasting on our own Russian-speaking satellite network. But it all came one step at a time, and then God got very, very specific in verse 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and into the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, this shall be your coast. God was very specific about what he was giving them. He didn't say, take any old land you want. Just take your pick. The whole thing is yours. I'm giving you the whole world. God did not say that. He said, I'm giving you point A to point B, from here to here, from here to here. And if you stay within these boundaries and perimeters, I'll give it to you. My presence will be with you. But God never promised his protective presence if they ventured beyond those borders. He didn't promise them Egypt. He didn't promise them Assyria. He didn't promise them the lands to the north. He said, this is your territory. And in the very same way, when you launch out to pass the point of no return, God will be very clear with you. You need that kind of clarity. All of us need boundaries and perimeters that we can stay inside. And God says, this is your land. This is your vision. As long as you remain within this territory, you're going to experience my supernatural protective presence. And I've learned in life, most people get in trouble when they bite off more than they can chew. They see something that looks good way over there, but it's not in the territory where God called them, but they launch out and they end up not being able to do it, not being able to pay for it. It's more than they can handle. It's because they got outside of their boundaries and their perimeters. It's like a young preacher who might say, I'm going to take the whole world for Jesus. Well, I appreciate his desire 
but he's not going to take the whole world for Jesus. Nobody is big enough to do that. You might take a part of the world. God might assign to you a country. God might assign to you a region. If you're a pastor and you say, I'm going to take the whole city, well, remember there are other churches in that city as well who also need to take a part of the city. God will give you a particular part of the city or maybe a particular geographical segment. He will give something to you, but you've got to know exactly what is your territory. And by the way, when you take one piece of territory over the years, the vision might expand. But to begin with, you need to know exactly where you're to be, where you're to function, what are your boundaries, and what are your perimeters, and become really a master there. But it goes on, and it says in verse 6, listen to this. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now that is quite a promise. And my friends, I've learned that if you're in the will of God, it doesn't matter what opposition comes against you, the power of God will sustain you. There really is a sustaining power of God. And when you're in the will of God, doing what you're supposed to do, exactly where you're supposed to be, God joins himself to you and God will join himself to you as well. And he goes on to say, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee or forsake thee. And my friends, I declare to you that when you step into the will of God for you, he will not fail you. He will not forsake you. If you experience any failure, it's not because of God. It's probably because you're not following instructions explicitly. But if you follow the instructions explicitly, you will find that God will be with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. And then in verse 6, here it is. God says to Joshua, and he says to you, be strong and of a good courage. In this chapter, that's going to be repeated four times. It's the only thing that God repeats four times. Look how important it is. Be strong. It takes strength to do something God calls you to do. It takes courage to pass the point of no return. He says, for unto this people, thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. And then immediately God repeats it again. Joshua may have wondered, God, why are you repeating this so fast? You just said this to me. Now you're saying it to me again. But look at verse 7. Only be thou very strong and courageous. Now God emphasizes very strong, very courageous. God is driving a point home that without real Holy Ghost strength, without real Holy Ghost courage, you cannot accomplish what you're called to do. And if you're not strong and not courageous, the devil will push you out of the territory that you're called to. You have to be strong and you have to be of a very courageous spirit. And he says that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. I've learned through the years that if you will really adhere to the vision that God gives to you, you'll prosper. But you've got to make a decision. You're not going to turn to the right. You're not going to turn to the left. You're going to do exactly what it is that God has called you to do. And there's another verse along this line that has meant a, long to, a lot to me. And it is in Proverbs chapter 4. And it says this beginning in verse 25. Let thine eyes look straight on. And let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. And here we have 
an insinuation that if you veer off track, it's going to get you into trouble. You're going to get into evil. And now the Lord said to Joshua, very clearly, be strong and courageous. Then he repeats it. Have I not said be strong and very courageous? And don't veer from the vision. Don't veer from what Moses commanded you, which was his vision. Don't veer from it. And if you stick with it, it will guarantee that you will prosper. And my friends, if you will stick with what God has called you to do, you will experience his hand of blessing. I've told you that years ago in 1978, the Lord said to me, write, 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 and I'll bless what you write. My part was to write. That was my assignment. The part that God did was blessing. That's the part I couldn't do. And now God says to Joshua, if you'll stay on track, I'll come in and I will bless what you're doing. And then in verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. And here we find that when you launch out into new territory and you pass the point of no return, you need to be rooted in the word of God and do everything in it that God commands you to do, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. That's a guarantee. And then in verse 9, God says it again. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? That is the third time that God has said that to Joshua. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And of course, God was telling him this because he was going to have an opportunity to be dismayed and to be afraid. And God was telling him in advance, don't give in to a spirit of fear. Have I not commanded you be strong and of a good courage? Well, Joshua received this commandment from the Lord. He went out to the people of Israel, told them to all get together and begin to prepare to cross over the Jordan into the land of promise. And they answered him in verse 16, and they said, All that thou commandest us, we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Verse 17, According as we hearkened unto Moses and all things, so we will hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Verse 18, And whosoever rebels against your commandment and will not hearken unto your words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Wow. Imagine the power and anointing that Joshua must have felt at that moment when he heard the people say, Joshua, we're going to follow you. And by the way, if anybody doesn't obey you, we'll kill them. If anybody doesn't follow you and do what you command, we will put them to death. We are with you. He must have felt like he had such power in his hands. And then the people added one thing. Listen to this. Only be strong and of a good courage. They repeated what God had been saying, and now God was speaking it to him again through the mouths of the people of Israel. People want strength. They want courage. They are willing to follow a strong leader and one that is courageous and one who gives his encouragement to others. But people are not willing to follow a weak leader. This is very often why churches split and divide, because the pastor is not strong enough. Somebody else stands up with a stronger voice, and the people begin to shift their attention to somebody else. 
every pastor, every business leader, every president, every leader of every nation or every corporation has to be very strong or somebody else will come forward to take his position. And the word courage doesn't just mean to be full of courage yourself, but you have to impart that strength to others. You have to be an encourager. He was going to be telling these people to walk over walk right through the raging waters of the Jordan. He had to be strong and he had to encourage the people to follow what God was telling them to do. But these two traits are absolutely vital if you're going to get into that new territory and stay there and conquer it. My friends, it is essential that you be strong and courageous. God said it to Joshua three times, and then the people said it to Joshua. I think God was really making a point. And my friends, you've got to know what God's called you to do. You've got to know where you're supposed to be. You need to know exactly what your vision is. You've got to stick with the Word of God, not veer from the vision, and be strong and courageous, and you can take that territory that God has promised to you. Say amen. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. People know what they're supposed to do, but at times the path to get there is like crossing the raging waters of the Jordan River at flood stage. They just don't know how to get from where they are to where they need to be. In this series, The Point of No Return, Rick takes us into the life of Joshua to learn how he stepped across the Jordan into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God has a fabulous future waiting for you too. But to get there, you must make a decision to pass the point of no return. In this insightful 10-part series, you'll learn God is waiting for you to take the big leap into your promised land. God doesn't choose people by accident. What to do if your assignment seems impossible? How to understand your boundaries and perimeters? The five primary reasons people fail. This faith-filled series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. And today only, we're also offering the book, The Point of No Return, as our free gift to you. Just call the number on your screen or visit renner.org. Free, today only, when you call or go online to request it. Get the book, The Point of No Return, for free today. And don't miss the powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. In many cases, Christmas has become the battleground in the ongoing culture war. Christmas has become happy holidays, and even the word Christmas has been canceled. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick reminds us of the true reason for the season, the birth of Jesus. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, The Rest of the Story invites you to explore the Christmas story as you interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. With Rick's scholarly insight on the familiar story, you'll get a fresh, deep, and new understanding of the nativity story and the powerful message of the Gospels. The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you can emphasize the true meaning of Christmas to your friends and family. 
This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story takes readers on an illuminating journey into that first holy night and ultimately the redemption story of God's love. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions. Pre-order the book today, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Get your copy today. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Hey, this has really been good today and tomorrow we're gonna to finish this teaching on the point of no return. And that's why I want you to be sure to order the series called The Point of No Return, tackling your next new assignment with courage and common sense. It's 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats with a great study guide so you can read all of this while you're seeing it or hearing it. And we're offering you today my book called The Point of No Return. Based, This entire teaching is based on this book and today it's free. We're giving it to you free of charge, one per household. All you have to do is call the ministry or go online. We'll get it to you as our gift because I want you to have this book. I want to sow this into your life because I want you to really pass the point of no return and step into what God has prepared for your life. And I know that this book will really help you get there. The back of the book says, an adventure beyond anything you've ever imagined awaits you. Say amen. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. And a partner is anyone who financially supports our ministry. 
so we can take the teaching of the Bible around the world. And my friends, people all over the world are feeding on the Word of God that's being communicated through this ministry. And when you're a partner, you help us take this living water to them. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone because it's dedicated to partners. We give these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. But Father, I thank you that you've called us to be strong and courageous. I thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit and he is full of strength and he's full of courage. And today I pray for me and I pray for my friend that we would embrace that strength and courage. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.